Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles. If you're a Laker fan, it was a not-so-great week with three more losses. If you're a Clipper fan, it was a great week going four for four. If you're a Kings fan, it was a stress-free week because you were on bye. If you're a fan of any L.A. sport, then you are in the right place because win, lose, or buy, it's always a good time with the Guys in Short Sports. Don't Google it, though. We're talking all about those teams. Plus, March Madness is rapidly approaching, so we'll talk some UCLA basketball. And also, uh, maybe mention the Dodgers-Angels reporting whatnot. Uh, you know what? Let's get to it. I am Jeff Wilson. That is Victor Costello. No goats were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> oh, good to know. Ah. Darren Beza. The official sound of guys in short sports. <laughs> ben Garcia. whoop de whoop And Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira. Anacia. P-A-N-A-C-E-A. Oh, I was totally on that one. Love it. Love it. I would have won. Hammer coming to us. Straight from the ABC Unified School District <laughs> spelling no, don't bee. Don't tell anyone where I work. Oh, LAUSD. <laughs> uh, I don't want them to come find me. <laughs> How did the uh, yeah, uh, spelling yeah, bee go? I just sir? got back from a spelling bee, and yeah. it was riveting stuff. I heard you got knocked stuff. out in the first round. Yeah, I didn't make it. Oh. I was, I was a Sorry, prohibitive buddy. favorite to, to go deep. Yeah, I lost in the round of sixteen. That's <laughs> word. Yeah, but I'm telling you, spelling bee is a sport. There is mental stamina required for those those little oh, guys up it. there. So big ups to anyone who's participated or know someone who's participated in the spelling bee because that, that's tough. Was that four hours of your life today? Oh, it was rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it was exciting. I love it. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Gentlemen, this is episode 50. Woo! Wow. Wow. Congrats! Yeah. Who, who knew we'd be here at this who point? Who knew? <laughs> I didn't Certainly think I could stand us. Ben for three episodes, <laughs> let alone 50 of them. I, I believed in all of you guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. 50th episode and next week is our one-year anniversary show. Nice. We're doing a, a big thing at London's Pub in Artesia. Everyone's invited. Do it's it live. Be, yes, even live. you. Even you. Yeah. <laughs> even Ben. Ben, you can come too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> even Ben. <laughs> we'll bring the hate couch with us. Yeah. Oh, that's a good oh, idea. That awesome. Can we arrange that? That would be awesome. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, okay. We'll have to get a booth and just pretend it's. Uh... Does that mean we have to bring rainbows and butterflies too? <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. It comes with I'm the game. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Jeff so I mean actual yeah. rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that'd be tough. <laughs> I mean, fake ones, maybe we can. Oh, yeah. 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 We'll figure yeah. something out. Yeah. March 21st, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. We'll be there. Uh, come on out. Check it out. It's going to be a good time. We'll do some uh, interviews with listeners. And, of course, we'll be cracking wise all yeah. about sports. Come meet the guys in shorts in the flesh. In the Ooh. flesh. Oh, maybe that sounds. Yeah. I don't know. Uh -huh. Yeah. Don't Google that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come meet us. Yeah. Shake hands, kiss babies. Yeah. We're there to do it all. Good stuff. How about we start with UCLA? That's Let's not know. a topic we usually discuss <laughs> on here, seeing as how most of you guys are either USC fans or don't care about Well, this proves how irrelevant college sports. basketball is, because this season's been going on for at least two months now, and this is the first time that anybody's even considered talking about <laughs> UCLA. And in fact, I think they had a number two ranking about a month ago. <laughs> so, but, but really, no one cares about college March basketball Madness. until March. Right, which is an unfortunate thing, because 20 years ago, back when, you know, actually... Did like UCLA in 1995 when they won the championship, I remember watching the entire season. You know, watching them go 31 and one or whatever their record was at the right, end of the right. season. And now you don't even talk about them, even when they can be ranked second in the nation. Could it be the fact because you're 40? 
<laughs> Back in my day, I mean, with child, no, you have kids with now. Child, it's, yeah. it's, it's a sweater. Yeah, it's, it's, this well, let's been, be honest. Oh. Ben doesn't watch the Lakers, the Dodgers, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but pretty much the Raiders yeah. is all he watches. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot nobody's of Nashville, talk- a lot of Kardashians. On the, yeah. on the channels <laughs> I watch, nobody's talking about anything but Kardashians. And <laughs> look at, I don't even have to update anymore. You guys do. <laughs> we know you better than you know yourself. Yeah. But to be fair, I think this has been said about three million times. But it's the one and done. Yeah. You know, that, that UCLA team, those guys were there. You developed a relationship with those players. It's actually ruining both yeah. college basketball and, and the NBA. Because you're not invested in these guys. Well, yet. and then right. when Brandon Ingram goes to the Lakers, you're saying, well, he's young. He's He's got to wait two wait, or three right. years for yeah. his body to develop. And he really should be developing his skills. And I think this is, uh, I think you can blame the coaching in college. I, I really okay. do. You know, and, and and the rules, obviously. But, I mean, if there were better coaches and there was better talent in the college ranks, then I think some of these guys would stay to develop and hone their skills before going to the NBA. I don't know. Money talks a lot. Yeah, I don't know. It's not, I, I understand I don't know what you're just, saying, yeah. but, man. I don't know that, that it's the coach's fault because you get, you get this, you know, five-star recruit and you have to develop your game plan around around that recruit. So you can't really coach. You just have to okay, but do the how Fresh much, Prince offense, and, and, pass it to Will. But how much did Ben Simmons develop in his one season in college? Zero. Right. Zilch, yeah. Brandon Ingram. He could have picked up a thing. like None, one, none of these guys yeah, are developing. move, a jump shot, yeah. Right. But on the same token, he might have not even gone for that one year. He might Ben Simmons might have gone straight to the NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, even the best players, wrong, yeah. even the yeah, best players, exactly. Kobe Bryant and, and Kevin Garnett, it took them right. three or four years to finally get a solid footing and becoming an NBA star. I mean, Kobe had to airball some shots in, oh, in, yeah. in the playoffs. And, <laughs> and, 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 Utah. Uh, yeah, and Kevin Garnett <laughs> had the same problem that ben, Brandon Ingram did. He just right. didn't have the body to compete underneath the basket against the the Charles Barkleys and, and, and those type of players. So right. it takes them time. It's I really wish that those two organizations, the NBA and the NC2A, could figure out a way to keep these players in college and develop them the way Tim Duncan was developed, the way you know Magic leaving in his third year was already developed. Larry Bird stayed for four years. Now I know I'm I'm talking '80s players and stuff, but Chris Paul, he he's a more recent guy, right? I mean, yeah. but I think Tim Duncan and Chris Paul were probably the, the last, last two that stayed four years. And and if you look at the quality of the NBA, it's gone down. It it's purely gone down because I think what they're what they're valuing is athleticism versus actual ability and skills, right? I mean, when you look at, at the players that that you that I respect and you think back, what did they do every year? And it's what I've talked about in this podcast for years, and that is that in the summer, you develop... <laughs> for years? We haven't even gone one year yet. Three podcasts. I'll, I'll re-edit it to say our three-year anniversary <laughs> next week. This UCLA update is riveting. <laughs> I've been telling you guys for years that, you know, these, these great players, they, they pick something and they uh, get better. And you're just not seeing that with this batch of the NBA. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's because these guys are saying, hey, you know what? I already make $5 million or $20 million. What's, what's my incentive? Yeah. yeah, at the same well, time, though, we just sound old. <laughs> because I guarantee yeah. you, when, when Kareem was dunking on everybody and they had to outlaw that rule in college basketball... And I, I guarantee if you were to go and read or talk to people who live back then, well, that's just that's just savagery. That's not passing the ball and getting everybody involved. That's not and, how the game is played. Yeah, that's not how the game is played. Why is he dunking it? Like, there's no point in that. That's not pretty. You know what I mean? Like, we just sound like we're old when we stay sick. We are old, Victor. Well, I know we are, but we can <laughs> pretend like we're not. Speak for so, yourselves. Hey. <laughs> so if you're not a moron and you actually like college basketball... <laughs> 
Vic's got an update for us just on a, UCLA. Just a really quick update, and, and uh, heads up to uh, Ed O'Bannon if, if you're out there. We I was out there watching you guys play back in the championship days, too. Love that, love oh, that guy. Yeah, he was good. But uh, just to catch everybody up, they are 23-3 and right now, 10-3 uh, and in the Pac-10, uh, third place in the – or Pac-10, Pac-12. Third place in the Pac-12. See, that's, that's how old I am. <laughs> uh, uh, right now, as of right now, they're ranked sixth in the NCAA polls. They were just last week, or I think ranked 10th or 11th. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, they had they had a big win against Oregon last week, uh, who were at the time yeah, ranked Oregon's fifth. Oregon's been up there, yeah. Right. And the thing that's been plaguing UCLA this year has been their defense. Um, it's been kind of suspect in a lot of games, but in that game against Oregon, the defense, you know, they stood up to, to Oregon's offense and had a really, really well-played game that, that week. Just this week, the NCAA tournament preview uh, bracket preview came out, and uh, as of the preview bracket, which is not the final say, they were ranked fourth. Uh, they were in, well, sorry, they were the fourth them? seed okay. in, in, the, in the East region. Yeah, yeah. No, in the East region. Hopefully, uh, there's five games left in the regular season. Hopefully, they'll be able to move up that ladder. A lot of people don't think that they deserve to be that low. Uh, they think they should be a two or three seed uh, wherever they land up, but we'll have to wait and see. Where did Vegas put them? Because they always get it right. Unless <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and unless they're calling the Dodgers to win it, right? Then they got it all wrong. <laughs> right, right. Okay, right. just let's, making let's sure. Get making, sure right, yeah. making sure. Making yeah. sure. Yeah, one of yeah. Ben's teams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, the Pac-12 basketball tournament is slated to begin on March 8th, so we'll know who wins the Pac-12. And then, as we all know, March Madness right after that. So looking forward to it. The biggest player on the team right now is Lonzo Ball. He's slated to go number two to the Lakers still uh, as of right (laughs) now. So we'll have to wait and see. This kid is supposed to – oh, man, I just realized you're going to hate this kid. Uh, (laughs) Doesn't play defense, shoots the three. I was going to say, if his brother just hangs back at half court to score 100. No, I'm sure I'm going to. I hate the way I he the ball. I just saw a headline that said his dad. His dad said he's gonna be uh, um, just an even better. No, an even better Steph Curry than oh, Steph Curry Christ is sake. right now. So I, yeah, sorry Ben. And so the Lakers end up with Steph him. Curry? The yeah, fact exactly. that anybody wants to be Steph Curry is just amazing. <laughs> The guy has a championship <laughs> that was given to him because Cleveland's all their players uh, got go. hurt. All right, here we go. Here we go. Ben has been podcasting about this for three years, telling us that Golden State is soft. And just uh, to update you, UCLA sixteen to one odds to win the NCAA championship, plus five hundred. So, oh, well, there we go. Not, not terrible. Hammer. Odds. I'm not asking you, Ben, because okay. I know your answer. But yes. Hammer, as a devout USC fan, even though their basketball program is. Irrelevant, right? Eh, mediocre to irrelevant, but okay. thank you very much. But can you can you root for UCLA in, in something like this if they go the distance? I do. A, to, to be honest with you. Do you really? Yeah, so yeah. you don't know my answer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm yeah. shocked. Yeah. There's Wait, a rainbow and butterflies to me first. <laughs> wow. The more you know. <laughs> no, but to be honest, in that 90, 95 run, you get wrapped up in it. And yeah. and and there's that support, support the Pac-12. You support the conference. So I'd I'd rather see UCLA do well than a Kentucky or a you know a, a Kansas or a Duke. Sure. I'd rather see the 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 local team, even though I don't like them. I'm not gonna you know buy the jersey and, and wave my flag. Sure, but, sure. But I'd, I'd rather see UCLA do well and just the history there. They're a basketball powerhouse. They're a basketball school. That's what they do. So I wouldn't expect anything less than for UCLA to wipe the floor with everyone on basketball and then USC to go in and kick their ass on the football field. <laughs> We know our roles. I'm saving that sound clip. (laughs) Good stuff, guys. And Ben, I'm shocked. Well done. 
All right, before we get to Lakers, let's talk some Clippers because uh, we actually have a lot of Lakers to talk. So let's get the <laughs> Clippers out of the way. That's, yeah. that's, that's so us. They still <laughs> suck. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> they are 35 and 21, fourth in the conference. After a three-game losing streak, they've gone on a four-game winning streak with wins against the Knicks, Charlotte, Utah, and Atlanta tonight. Those are the best teams in the NBA right there. (laughs) (laughs) They do have a tough week ahead with games versus Golden State and San Antonio, so uh, they'll be put to the test. But, yeah, Clippers hanging in there. I I heard a a relevation. <laughs> that too. Ah. At the spelling bee. How was that spelled? <laughs> I heard a revelation this week that I did not know. I was not aware of. Uh, Doc Rivers was being interviewed by Michael Rappaport, of all people. Did he? So, ki- did Doc Rivers kiss the middle of the Celtics floor too at that game? <laughs> no, no, he did okay, not. Just making sure. Yeah, he did not. But uh, anyway, Michael Rappaport. He's not everyone's cup of tea. He's kind of yeah. loud New York. But I really enjoy his podcast. You know, it's called oh, nice. I Am Rappaport Podcast. And he has some type of deal with the Clippers where he's on the road with them and he's interviewing Doc Rivers and they're going to have some type of access with the Clippers, which is pretty cool. So he had about an hour-long interview with By Doc the way, Rivers. I think the Clippers will let anyone on the road with them. <laughs> it's <laughs> not a chance. microphone. We can show yeah, up. We here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> so Doc Rivers said that Kevin Garnett is working with the team and specifically working with DeAndre really? Jordan. So that's a lost cause. <laughs> but oh. That actually surprised me because if someone is going to turn DeAndre Jordan around or if anyone could turn anyone around, it's Kevin Garnett. I mean, as a Lakers fan, you hate him because he's sure. of what he was, but there's no doubting the competitiveness and oh, just yeah. the game the fire that he brought. In that guy. And the thing that the, stood out to me is he said the Clippers practice starts around noon and normally DeAndre would show up around 1130 but now Kevin Garnett is there at 830 waiting for DeAndre to show up so he's getting there early and working with him and so if if they have Kevin Garnett, who's a proven winner, kind of working with that team and brings that grit, that angriness, and they, you know, go up against a, a cream puff, you know, no D, soft Golden State team that Ben loves to <laughs> to call out, and they have that Kevin Garnett just nastiness, they might be able to to do something ugly, and they've had a nice little run this week. So yeah. I didn't know that Kevin Garnett was working with yeah. the team. And I think that's a great How long addition to the Has he been working with them all season? Or that I don't know. I don't know the details if okay. he just brought him on or if he's been working I, with them all year. I think it's been for a few it's, months. It sounds I don't know fair, if it's yeah. been all year. I think it's been for a few months. Yeah, but it's not it's not like that I don't I, mean, I feel like I follow the sports beat pretty closely and I had no idea that yeah. Garnett was on I had, the team. I hadn't heard that either. I had yeah. heard he's there to change Pooh Pierce's diapers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know it's funny that you I, you know what this this road trip and the, you know, obviously they, they weren't playing the powerhouses of the NBA, but Utah is not a bad team. And they were actually ahead of the clip, clip Clippers in the standings when they played. And that was a nice win. You know, they showed a lot of heart in that game. Um, they kept Utah down. Utah kept trying to make runs and, and Clippers were able to keep them at bay. And even though Atlanta plays in the East, I think they're eight games above 500, which in the West is probably four games below 500 if you're playing in the West. <laughs> well, still you know, a quality actually, win against Atlanta. Speaking of which, I was looking at the standings today, and if you look at the eighth seed in the East and the eighth seed in the West, they've got similar records. They're both right around five games under 500. So when you take out just Golden State and, and San Antonio, because obviously they're the test two best teams in the league, right? You know, and maybe Cleveland in the East— the rest of the both divisions look relatively the same. And and I was surprised because, you know, it's been about a 20 to 25 year run where the West has always been better than the East. But just by purely looking at the records, it's really closed the gap. And it, I, 
I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> well, they're going to continue to close the gap. They should, at least, especially with, with teams like the Boston Celtics, who I think um, – I was talking to one of my coworkers at work. What's up, Pedro? Um, who actually – he just told me that he's listened to every single episode. All right. Hey, Thanks, Pedro. Pedro. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll buy you a drink if you come dinner. to London. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, he said he might week. come. He said he might come. Yeah, so. I'd vote but, for you. Um, he, he made <laughs> And now he's no longer listening. Thank you very much. Hey, a timely Napoleon Dynamite oh, reference topical from Napoleon Dynamite. 2006. Yeah. Oh, that was You're awesome. old. Uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say oh, now. Pedro, uh, Celtics. Oh, yeah, I was talking to him, and, uh, you know, I think, I could be wrong, but I think all five of their starters are number first-round draft picks. Oh, really? Yeah, because wow. they've had five million. Yeah. And they might and they might <laughs> and have two more coming up. Ours, yeah. yeah, he was telling me that they might have two more coming up because <laughs> well, I think they may have uh, Brooklyn's pick this year, so they oh, might have two right. more first round. Yeah, so yeah, they I mean, stole a lot of draft picks when yeah. Brooklyn was trying to make that uh, super team. Exactly. So I mean, the Celtics are young; they're going to be yeah. good. Philadelphia, give them another few years; they're going to be really good. I think the East is soon, you know, is going to overtake the West. Well, that's the only way the <laughs> Lakers will make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Perfect. Speaking of Lakers, let's go there, shall we? Uh, I don't know. Clippers. Do we want to after tonight? Ooh, the Clippers. Ooh, yeah. Largest margin of defeat for the Suns over the Lakers tonight. That was a uh, a rough loss. The Lakers went one and three this past week. They are nineteen and thirty nine. Still better than last year, right? We're better than last year. Still better than last year. That's right. And we have what two more months to go. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We, we could totally win twenty games. Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this team is. I it just after the way they started the season, yeah. they've been so frustrating to watch because yeah. they're so Jekyll and Hyde. You know, they play that game against Milwaukee, and, and they actually almost blow it at the right. end there. And so you see the talent and you see the ability and what they can do, and then they go and just lay a stinker and you know to quote myself, take a gigantic dump in the center of the court <laughs> and just yes, you know. Roll over and yeah, poop Pierce, and, yeah, poop Pierce all course. over themselves. Yeah. So I, it's just so frustrating to watch. It's it, what are they? Are they a talented team developing, or are we just? They're a team tanking? that doesn't yeah. know how to play we don't defense. Know what we are. Yeah. I mean, their defense is just horrible. It's like people are just able to do anything at will on offense against them, and and uh, you're not going to win many games if you can't play defense. So hopefully they can turn that around. Um, I was uh, keeping my um, ear to the wire. That's Ear a thing. Or eye, eyeballs to the Twitter. To I, okay. Eyeballs to the yeah. Twitter Any feed. Those. Any of those. <laughs> I don't know how you say it. But uh, and you know, there's a lot of talk about the Lakers supposedly trying to get rid of their veteran players. And um, right now, Lou Williams is number one on top of that list. And I think part he's of, the only one they can get rid of because he's the only one that's good. Well, no, and, Nick Young too. There's going to be teams that are, are going to go after Nick Young. Okay, but I mean, Mozgov and Lou Aldang, no one's touching them. Yeah, those contracts. Right. Contracts. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, actually, uh, Mozgov, nobody's going to touch. Uh, I think Dang still... That because he smells. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We don't believe in the order where means. I'm from. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Okay, anyways. Um, but anyways, so, you know, Lou Williams is obviously the best player on the Lakers right now, I think, at least. Yes. And uh, He's the most consistent. Uh, he's easily the most consistent, and I think they're trying to pad his numbers by giving him a lot of minutes, and I think that's one of the reasons why the young guys aren't uh, getting... As many minutes as they should, um, they're still hovering between 25 and 28. But I also um, think it's minutes restrictions because with all the injuries that D'Angelo Russell and that and that Randall have have kind of had over the last year and a half, 
you know, there, and, and with nothing to play for this season, I think that it's it's one of those decisions that's being made to not only maybe to to give what's his name more more minutes, but it's also to save their knees and their hips so that maybe next year they can you know play. Oh, I, some yeah, more minutes but that's and play why I'm, that's why I'm frustrated because. Right. Are, do we say, okay, this is a, a tank year and let's just wrap it up and not worry about it? Or do we want these guys, like we've said, to get those minutes yeah, and, I to, want them to, get and those to develop? Minutes. So yeah. it feels like they, they're stuck in I, I between think, both I think zones. as soon as this trade deadline's done, I think we see different— uh, The writing will be on the wall. Yeah. I think it's, you know we'll see what this team has left, and I think the young guys just take over. Uh, as soon as this trade line deal is done, they're so, just you know. And I'm actually okay with them trading Lou Williams because I've said that before. When Lou Williams is your best player, that's not a good thing. That's not a direction you want to go going forward. I've really enjoyed watching him play, and he's consistently been their top scorer. But he's not the answer going no, forward. So no. let's get rid of him while his value is, is hot and yeah. while well, but all you other teams ask, want him. What are you getting for him? That's the that's well, the yeah, thing. We don't yeah. know that. And yet, so who who wants Lou Williams and Luol Deng? I think a couple of basketballs, maybe uh, some <laughs> authentic jerseys. I mean, should, they uh, should know, be going nachos, picks, well, right? So here's my problem. Here's my problem: is a player like him would is 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 valued by a team that's going to be going into the playoffs, that's possibly looking to bolster their their bench. And so when you're looking at a playoff team, they unless you're giving them in future years draft picks. You don't want their this year's draft pick or even maybe next year's draft pick because they're going to be good and the best draft pick they're going to get is 28, 29 or 30. You don't want that. You know, and so if now you have to wait 4 years to possibly get their draft pick and not know where they're going to be, it's not going to help you now. So why would you get rid of your best player who's scoring 20 points a game at this point for a draft pick that you really don't know where it's going to be 3 or 4 years from now? I mean, it was the same and and to actually make an argument against myself, it's what Phoenix did. <laughs> You outbin yourself every week. It's, it's what Phoenix did with the Steve Nash trade, right? The Lakers were supposed to be the best team in the league, and they say, well, we'll take your draft picks in four or five years. And, I mean, it materialized into the best form, which they ended up trading to the Sixers. But, you know, with, with a historically good run team like with San Antonio, uh, my guess is that five years from now they're still going to be competitive. Now, Cleveland, on the other hand, depending on how LeBron does, they may suck. You don't know. But are you willing to trade – maybe something three and four years in the future for something that you have now, I wouldn't do it personally. I'd rather keep him and use him as a piece to continue building a team. What about like a first round next year and a contract dump? Well, so it, like it depends, right? So let's say that maybe uh, uh, the, the Sixers wanted to make a trade for him. Then I think I'd be much more willing to listen. But then I'd ask myself, why are the Sixers doing that? And chances are whoever well, we would want is probably they're seeing them at practice and thinking – they're not going to materialize. So now you're going to be getting a player or even maybe a draft pick that Someone isn't that good. So yeah, but at the same time, you don't have to necessarily get a draft pick. But like What we talked about earlier is that the Lakers defensively suck. So if you can get a rim protector uh, in exchange for, for Lou Williams... Mozgov. <laughs> like I said, if we can get a rim protector, <laughs> you know, it just depends on what's out there. You don't necessarily have to get a draft pick for Lou Williams. Um, no, I was just using that as an example. Right. But, but so but a lot I, of these teams think, are not going to want to give up a good player. They're going to want to give up a salary dump, or they're going to yeah. want to do something that's not beneficial towards the Lakers. And so mm-hmm. I'd listen to every and all offers. But I think you really have to be discriminant, and you have to say, "Is it really you worth it?" You really have no, yeah. zero faith in the Lakers front office. None. <laughs> I know it's so weird. Don't you think that, of course, they're gonna not do it? For <laughs> we're gonna some get bunk there. Deal? We're gonna get there. I read an article that we're gonna talk about later, yeah. and, and I want you guys to hear some yeah. of the things oh, that were said. That's what we call a yeah. tease, nice ladies tease and gentlemen. There, yeah, but I think Eric's completely right. Lou Williams is not the player that's gonna get you 
to the next level. He's just not. You know what I mean? And and uh, if you can sell him while he's high, sell him. You need yeah. to amass talent. And the problem with the Lakers is that they've had talented yeah, players and they've not... gotten rid of them or they haven't retained them because they were too stupid like with the Pau Gasol and with with others that wanted to be with the Lakers and the Lakers basically were valuing other players or other people and they said, you know what, we're not interested. What you need to do is you need to amass talent and if this guy's scoring 20 points and eventually you see him being a six man in two or three years and you see yourself competitive, then why not keep him? How old is he? I, I don't know. 30 years old. 30 Lou years Williams old. Williams is 30 Thank years you. old on the button. Thank you. <laughs> so he's a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a veteran, but he's just not hes not that player that's going to take you to the next level. And if you could find that somewhere else... Well, in that case, then we should trade you Angela Russell. <laughs> no, that's, that's your oh, future boy. right there. He's not. He's not. Oh, I, can't wait, I can't wait for you to realize it and then to say, Ben, you were right. <laughs> Why do you hate the Lakers? Don't you want to be wrong? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't answer the question. <laughs> All right. Before we derail on that, we do have some more Lakers talk to cover. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but Magic Johnson has been brought on as an advisor. And oh, that guy the guys quiet. have some yeah. strong feelings about that. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that. Ben brought an article in to discuss. Uh, we still got Kings. I don't know if Hammer has some Galaxy to you guys want to pour over. Yeah, eh, we'll we'll, All right. we'll we'll save it and then forget about it. <laughs> <at the> <laughs> <end>. <laughs> but we'll be right back after this. Here in LA, we love our weather and sports teams, but we do not love our traffic. With a car accident every six seconds, we all know someone who's been in a fender bender. At Garcia Chiropractic, we specialize in relieving pain caused by sports injuries, car accidents, or just the stress of sitting in daily traffic. Our x-ray analysis ensures you get the treatment you need. Have you had a sports injury or been in a car accident? Know someone who has? Go to DannyGarciaDC.com to schedule a new patient exam. We're so confident you'll love your first visit. We're willing to pay for your gas. Mention guys in shorts and you'll receive a $20 gas card. Again, that's DannyGarciaDC.com. Schedule your exam today. We are back. Before we get back into Lakers talk, I feel like we should make mention that uh, players are starting to report for baseball. Woo! How about that? It's about time. I have a question. Why does everyone get so rock hard about... Pitchers and catchers are returning <laughs> because it's the, it's the, it's the first it's the step. Feeling. It's, it's the, the beginning feeling of yes of baseball coming, which means uh, summer's coming. Which it's just that that good. Oh, America's pastime. It's not about the galaxy. Galaxy's coming too. Galaxy's coming. Yeah, real quick. Well, don't actually. try to sell this. Reverse, yeah. reverse engineer this on me. The galaxy started their preseason. I wasn't like, yeah, preseason is back. <laughs> no, I'll be you excited know, once the season starts. And it's we're, funny and we're though. It's funny because that's very true. There's no other sport. Where pre spring training, I mean, you guys yes. are going yes. six hours no, to yes. go. Darren went to the preseason for the NFL, but it's nowhere near baseball. I mean, baseball yeah. has its and own. We didn't travel out of town, like we went yeah. To you guys are driving six right hours to watch spring training yeah. games. We just drove to L.A. That was like four it's hours. Show research, <laughs> so four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ba- baseball's on a whole other pantheon when it comes to to you know it's spring training and before the season. And oh yeah, it's the yeah. America's it's, pastime argument. Just yeah, exactly. Oh, it's it's American American they will come. come. If you haven't been to spring training, it is a blast. I'm glad they it's moved from Vero Beach because me too. I never would have gone to Florida, but but I mean Phoenix is so close. Close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, relatively, that you know, that that five and a half, six hour drive right. is totally worth it for a three day weekend. Because the last time that we went, 
I, you know, which for me was two years ago. It was 80 degrees every single day, you know, and yeah. so yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix is just starting to warm up. So it's like that nice, hot LA yep. wet summer weather. Yep. Nice. And so then, you nice. know, you come home and it's 68 and cloudy. That kind of sucks. But yeah. <laughs> for that weekend, it feels like summer. Perfect oh, yeah. for a guy in shorts. <laughs> and, and in Phoenix, if go to Matt's Big Breakfast, dude. Matt's Big Breakfast. It is probably the best breakfast I've ever had in my entire life. Better than the Waffle House? Better than the Waffle House. <laughs> That's not saying much. Waffle House is way overrated. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got to yeah. remember that. Matt's Big Breakfast. Yeah. Anybody it. out there, if you're going to spring training on March, what, 11th through yeah. the 13th, I yes. think we're going? Yes. We'll be there for both Dodger Angel games that weekend. And uh, yeah, hit us up. We'll be doing some interviews and all that stuff. So more on that later. Let's get back to basketball. Our favorite subject, Clippers talk, which turns into Lakers talk. So, <laughs> let's just make it Lakers talk. Ben, you brought an article in for us that uh, I'm sure is filled with hate. <laughs> well, okay. So why, don't oh. you, why don't you set this up? So, right let, me, let, me preface, let me preface what I'm... I have three clips that I'm going to read. It's, it's They're about three paragraphs total. What and accent are you going to use when you read it? I'm just going to use my regular <laughs> accent. But it's, it's by Ramona Shelbourne, or Shelburne uh, from ESPN. And it was written the day after it was announced that Magic was going to become a special advisor to the Los Angeles Lakers. And so she does an expose on kind of the state of the Lakers, from the ownership to the general manager to basically player personnel. And it sort of details, you know, Magic's relationship with with the Bus family, Magic's relationship with with Jim in particular, and then you know, is this is the next step for him to become the GM and all that kind of stuff. So, what I've taken out were just three paragraphs that, to me, I wanted to hear what your guys's take on these three paragraphs are. So I'm going to read right. it, and then we'll do a take, and then I'll go to the next one. Okay, so the first one is, according to sources close to the situation, Magic has already heard from agents and executives from other teams that Cupcheck's deliberate style can be frustrating to deal with and has probably cost the Lakers in free agency in recent years, missing out on a list of names that include Isaiah Thomas, Kent Bazemore, Kyle Lowry, Ed Davis, Trevor Ariza, Pau Gasol, and Eric Gordon. Thomas now is an MVP and a two-time All-Star with the Boston Celtics, <clears throat> and he had said, I always envisioned myself playing with the Lakers, but they were, quote, waiting on Carmelo and other moves. So Thomas took a, a four-year, $28 million deal with the Phoenix Suns. The same year, the Lakers expressed interest in Lowry, but told him they preferred to wait on Anthony before making their best offer to him. Lowry ended up re-signing with the Toronto Raptors, while the Lakers were waiting on Anthony, who ultimately chose to stay in New York. The following summer, Bazemore signed with Atlanta and Davis signed with Portland, while the Lakers fruitlessly pursued LaMarcus Aldridge, Greg Monroe, and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, that didn't work out no. in yeah. any of those situations. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I no. don't think anyone would have seen Isaiah Thomas be becoming what he is. Right? Is that the, isn't that I, what a GM should do? I should bet you if, notice that talent. If if Bu Buford over at uh, at at the uh, uh, San Antonio Spurs saw him play, he probably would have been able to recognize it. And so, to me, it's about player recognition. It's about your scouting. It's about yep. being able to figure out who that next player is going to be. And that's always been the Lakers' problem recently. Well, I do agree with the you know the stars in their eyes passing on uh, you know uh, Kyle Lowry type. Waiting for a Carmelo because they want that star power instead of going right. with the the reasonable, you know, kind of uh, you know meat and potatoes type of pick. So I, I I do see the point that they're making there, but on the same token, we're the Lakers and we should go after those 
you know, big names. And that's that's kind well, of their MO. So where we're at right it's now. It's been their MO. And yeah. it used to work in the 80s and it used to work in the 90s. But things have changed. Yeah. And they haven't adapted. And I think that's sort of kind of the idea that the article is taking you. And and, and I'll, I'll get into the another uh, reading. But but back back to this. I It's one of those things to me where, and, and again, I've, I've mentioned it several times. When you know that you have an aging star and you need to sort of get that next star, in order to, to get to attract that guy, you need to have a good team. And when you looked past Kobe Bryant, who was already past his prime, that team was terrible. Yeah, they didn't have a B. So, so maybe right. signing from an Isaiah but, Thomas and maybe signing a Kyle Lowry, by signing those guys now, then that puts you in a position two years from now with another star. Now you've got two viable all-stars on that team, even if you can't predict that they're going to turn yeah. into the players that they did. Now at that point, now you can attract that, uh, attract that Carmelo Anthony. You can uh, attract that LeBron James when he's going up for free agency. You have to have that foresight. Maybe maybe you look at yourself and you go, you know what? We are the Lakers and, and maybe we need to rebuild. And and that's the foresight as a GM that you have to have. You cannot rely on, well, we're the Lakers. We have a history and we're going to sign but players. But you, you don't think what they're doing right now is rebuilding? It is. And, and you know, I, I, they were forced to. And, and maybe if they had made these decisions, rather than rebuild. being in 18 and 36 or whatever we are now, maybe we'd be, you know, 20 and 20 or, you know, 30 and 30 or whatever we were at that point, we'd be a 500 team. And, and then maybe next season, some free agent would say, you know what, that's a team that I want to sign with. And it would have been closer. a faster rebuild. Yeah. Okay. So my next one, it says, so one player agent who was dealt who has dealt with Cupject on several occasions says, quote, he's the only GM in the league who won't engage at all before 9.01 p.m. on the first night of free agency. Then when he calls to express interest, there is no stickiness to it. That speaks to Cupject's integrity as contact with an agent or player is considered tampering before the opening of free agency, but it also speaks, according to sources, to a lack of savvy. There are ways of gathering information on free agents without tampering the rules so that a team doesn't begin the process far behind everyone else. Again, that goes back to the being out of touch. Yeah. I'm going to follow this because the rule says, you know, 901, that's when I'll start. But I think it was, uh, was it Derek Jeter or A-Rod said, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah. yeah. So it, well, not trying not even, to find a savviness. They're so. not even saying cheating. I think what the article is yeah. saying is well, you, know. you go through, Yeah, I'm not. Uh, supposedly, you know, LeBron has been taught, you know, yeah. Talks to players all the time. Texting his friend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's do this, let's do that. I think that's what the, the article is really saying. Um, but yeah, I, just, I don't think, just I don't to know be clear, I, was, I wasn't encouraging that the Lakers cheat in any way. No, I'm a, I'm <laughs> a man of integrity. Then the shit. <laughs> but here, here's what, but okay. That being said, I don't know how much that is Mitch Kupchak and how much, I think that's more on Kobe Bryant, to be honest with you. Because I don't by see. Not, by not making yeah, the phone calls? Yeah. I think that's more on Kobe Bryant than Mitch Kupchak. The thing that, that well, strikes me loner. here, though, is that on both articles, um, and it doesn't matter what I think, it matters what you know free agents think, right? Right. And I think in both articles, the, the finger pointing is at Mitch at not being exactly what you guys are talking about um, in touch with the times. Yeah. Well, and, so, I mean? and, and so the article basically says is that you know, you've got Mitch Kupchak, who you know, by, by, by players, by other agents right, exactly. are saying that the Lakers are behind the, the times. So, both, both those pieces of those article have mentioned Mitch Kupchak, not doing what other GMs have been doing. Right. And then, and then it's like, well, let's bring on magic Johnson who's stuck in his ways. 
and who is probably not as in touch with the NBA as he should be at his age. Yes, he's an all-star. Yes, he knows basketball. But is he going to be the guy that's flying to Turkey to go watch some 18-year-old play? He doesn't have time to Don't do that. Don't steal my point. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have time but, for that. I mean, but that's what you need to do. And so uh, the article is basically saying, like, Magic doesn't seem like he's the solution. They need to figure out who the next T.C. Buford or the next... You made that name up. That's a yogurt shop. What's, what's, what's T.C. Buford? What's, what is it? I don't know. It's, it's initial. I just said T.C. You know, the next Jerry West. They right. need to figure out who that is. Right, right. Okay, so the last one is, uh, according to sources, Cupjack was reluctant to allow Mozgov to be tempted by other offers, giving him a four-year, $64 million deal just minutes after free agency began. Dang heard offers from other teams, but sources indicated that he had no other offers that extended beyond three years. The Lakers gave him a four-year and $72 million deal. For years, Genie Bus and Lakers fans had waited for the franchise to clear the kind of salary cap space that it needs to bring in a superstar free agent, particularly in the wake of Bryant's retirement. For years, the fans had hung their hopes on the lure of Los Angeles and Showtime. Suddenly, within the first 32 hours of free agency, Cupjack and the Lakers had committed most of that salary cap space the team needed going forward to sign two role players in their early 30s. Victor just did the yeah, jack come jerking on. off motion. You can't say one thing at the beginning of the article and then say the complete opposite at the beginning of the article. The first part of the article, she talks about the Lakers waited too long to sign these big name agents. They didn't go after these guys that you know nobody knew about, so you should have signed them. Next thing you know, oh well, the guys they went too early at these guys that you know nobody wanted us to get. It's totally different. No, it's I, Isaiah not. Thomas, Isaiah Thomas and Kyle Lowry were in their twenties. You're not going no, after I know, a mid thirties person. That. You're not but, signing them to a bad deal. But they didn't wait to go after the big signing this time. Correct, because right. they knew because because you know what I think that they but you, finally but realized they weren't going to sign that person. So they, they realized it. yes. So they did what they did. So you can't fault them for that. But but later on the article, it and actually, then and then if you look at the actual contracts themselves, compared to what people were signed to afterwards, yes. these contracts aren't that bad. But but what it does is that because they're three years and four years respectively, when you have to re-sign Julius Randle this off season. You have to re-sign D'Angelo Russell next offseason, and you have to re-sign Brandon Ingram the following right, offseason. But the CBA now you've taken that money away. No, Even though the CBA is giving you more money, they're not going anywhere. All those contracts, all they're going to do is elevate proportionally to what the ad salary has changed. So it's it's going to hurt them in the long run. And here's where no, I, no I, but they could pay that extra because they're allowed to. And the CBA actually, the new one that just came out actually makes it easier for teams to keep the players that are their on their yeah, keep their own guys. Yeah, and here's where I disagree with the. The the slam on magic and you know whether he is the guy who who the Lakers need uh, or not you know that that I think could be an argument and you could probably argue either way on it but everything that was described about Cupcheck not being personable not being savvy I think Magic is the opposite of that he is Mr. Right. Personality that's where he's going to be different you know player agents you are can tell by his tweets you, you, player agents are going to want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Player agents are going to want to talk to to Magic. Magic is going to going to go in there and shake hands, and he'll he'll figure out who can blow in a call to these guys and, and work with that. So, so what he's been to the Dodgers, kind yes. of being the face and getting the fans on board and the getting everyone excited, and really being a, a marketing guy. Yeah, I think that is what he brings, and being able to market the Lakers, and that's what they've lost. Is so isn't th- that, that genius? So actually, shouldn't he then be considering to replace Genie? 
because that's her end of the bargain, not the well, player Well, she's not going to replace side. herself, so she's going to bring him in but as Magic, a GM. Absolutely, but, as an advisor. But Magic's going on all these... Uh, saying all these... he wants to run the Lakers. So, exactly. So here's what, what I'm saying. Jeannie is not going to bring Magic in to replace her. Correct. So she'll bring him in as a GM, and he'll still do those things. And hopefully, you know, he has the eye for the talent to... To attract, to see the, those Isaiah Thomas, those diamond in the roughs who maybe they're not good now, maybe two or three teams have passed on them, but we're going to take a flyer on this guy and he's going to develop. So I think Ma- Magic knows how to, to spot talent. I don't know that we can say he's that out of touch. He's old school and the, the league has changed, but but you can't say that Magic doesn't know basketball. And and so I, th- I think it's not knew, as bad. Isaiah knew basketball. Phil Jackson knows basketball. It doesn't make you a good GM. What makes you a good GM is being in the weeds. It's being in the details. And, and we the need a nerd. To, we do. To, well, <laughs> yeah. To Eric's point, though, Jerry West was a basketball player. But, yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm on board with this. Because here's what scares me is that Magic Johnson was a horrible coach. Yeah, that's fair. An yes. absolutely horrible coach. <laughs> they did have a shitty team, though. They weren't that bad. They weren't as bad as, the, as, as the, Magic. That was the Sedale Three, Cedric Zabalos administration. That dude, was Cedric not a was good a team. baller, dude. Ooh. Well, you know what? You Cedric think that was a because you think D'Angelo Russell is too. <laughs> Cedric, same Cedric player. was a baller. Same dude. player, Cedric different position. Was a, <laughs> Cedric was not a point guard. That's um, why I said different position. Oh, you did say that. My bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, strike that from the record. <laughs> that's what scares me, though, is that he he couldn't get that team to do anything under him, and that's why he only lasted what half a season, whatever it was, because he came in on late. They didn't keep him. No, past that, yeah. and it's because he was horrible. And yeah. so that's what kind of scares me is that you have you know, you have Phil Jackson, who's an amazing coach, and uh, there was red flags. I was reading articles before years before he became a GM with people saying he's not going to make a good GM. Don't do it, Lakers, because he was there was rumors of him taking over Mitch's spot. And uh, I hope I'm wrong, unlike Ben. I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> and I hope that if he does become a GM, he's the best GM that's ever been on this planet. But you know what we, I mean? I think we... part of this is a learning curve also, because you look at someone like a Kevin McHale, he was a player, and he had to right. kind of learn these tricks of the trade. So what's to say that you know Magic, who hasn't learned how to market himself and run these businesses, who's to say that he can't learn how to work with the new NBA? Well, here's my first red flag for Magic Johnson was he wanted to bring Kobe Bryant on board. Well, yeah, I would not bring Kobe <laughs> Bryant anywhere near these hates. young guys. No way. No way. I mean, I mean He's as far not a recruiter. As, as if you want to bring him into practice, you know, and and you know, and show you know stuff like that or watch game film, and I'm, I'm cool with that, but yeah. not any kind of. Uh, yeah, I agree with that 100. Uh, you know, back, j- front office role or anything like that. Back to Eric's point: Do we really think that Magic? is going to be the GM because to me this seems it. like uh, sure he, like he wants, wants it, it yeah. yeah and he's saying all the all the things that you well, want he, him to say he and came whether out. he knows it or not whether he knows it or not this is like brand protection if you're genie bus and your front office has the confidence is all time low in public opinion you bring on the all time favorite laker yeah. who the by the way boy even better than a basketball player, is that face of an organization. He's shaking hands, kissing babies, doing all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to make a joke that I... Yeah, <laughs> I just know that I was going to, but I'm not. <laughs> but he's not a desk guy, and I think even Magic knows that. He's not a guy well, that's going to sit on a phone and 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 make calls. He is, he is the face of an organization, and I think this is... Genie bringing him on to soften the blow that uh, no one's gonna no one's gonna hate Magic. You can yeah. hate Isaiah because he was a Detroit guy. If you're a Knicks fan, but you, if you're a Lakers fan, you're not gonna hate Magic. So I yeah. see that point. And 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 maybe yeah, maybe he wants it or maybe he doesn't, and he's in on the fact that he's not getting. I can't see him actually being 
GM well, of the you team. You know what? He might not be GM because there was reports coming out that he said he wanted Jim Buss's role. So uh, he might be shooting higher than GM. <laughs> wow. So I don't know well, exactly where this is going to end, but yeah. I mean, he obviously has has high aspirations in the I Lakers organization. I would feel more comfortable with him taking Jim Buss's role than being the day to day GM. Yeah. Because yeah, because I, I think too. one of the one of the strengths of Jerry Buss was that he listened to Jerry West. And that Jerry was the one that was in the weeds. Jerry was the one that that was you know flying to to Turkey. He was flying here. He was he was watching right. college games, and he did all the homework. And then at the end of the day, he sat down with Jerry Buss, and he says, "What are we going to do?" And Jerry would say, "This is my vision." And then they would act from there. And I think that Magic would would do well in that position. Where I, where I think that right, Jim Buss yeah. is yeah. having a difficult time right. with it. If right. he's GM, I think that's time to panic. I, I really think... What's going on? I'm, think... I'm rainbows and butterflies now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I, I love this move. I think it's a savvy business move on Jeannie Buss's... Yeah, she, right. he, he's an advisor. He's, he's like a... A producer. When an actor gets a producer role on a movie, they did nothing. That was just in their contract well, to get that that title. Well, you know, that's what he did for the Dodgers. You know, he's perfectly yes, he's a perfect exactly. person for the Dodgers because he doesn't have any kind of role in making any kind of decisions. But he's the face of that ownership group. And literally, when he was on Dodger Field, you could feel people getting excited when he Absolutely. was talking about. You know, what I mean, like we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Would you say it was magical? It was. Magical. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's. Perfect for something like that. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's what he was born to do. Absolutely. You know? yeah. One of the things that uh, that was brought up in the article that I, I haven't mentioned yet was that there was a big divide between the basketball operations side and the oh, and, and the marketing side. That, yeah. And that one of the problems is is that you know, and, and Jeannie had mentioned it when she was on Colin Coward's show that we you know talked about a few episodes. Ago. Do you listen to Colin Coward? I do. <laughs> he loves where, Colin. Where nobody on the basketball side wanted to talk directly to Jeannie about what was going on because they didn't want to go above Jim. And and that the relationship between Jim and Jeannie, even when they were kids, was not very good. And so by bringing Magic on and being able to have that direct communication with players, with coaches, and with the management team, that his relationship with Jeannie is going to share a lot of that information so that she's not finding things out via tweet and via a text message from her brother that was already after the fact when the marketing side should have already known. So again, from that standpoint, it just goes to show you the type of infighting that's going on with the Lakers management. And, and I would say the thing I don't like about Magic signing or or I think what it says look from at Jeannie rainbows and butterflies is, wow I know, because I, I actually do like it I do like it I Try think it. it's a smart business move okay not X's and O's but a smart business move yeah but what I don't like what it says is I think it means Jim's not going anywhere uh, by bringing magic agree. on that's Jeannie's way of softening it and right. saying I'm not firing my brother he's gonna be around but right. I got magic. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually I didn't think about yeah, that. But yeah. and now there's too many cocks in the hen house. Now there's like three <laughs> opinions versus Ben two. hates that. <laughs> so I think I think now with magic having an advisory role, it's still not his decision. Right. So he's going to give his advice. Cupcheck's going to get his, his advice, and Jim Buss is going to make the decision. So what's going to happen <laughs> two years from now when most of the advisory things that Magic has said has gone the opposite way because it wasn't Jim's vision? Yeah, what's that the, the do? Whole, the, that article it scares me about about Jim and the way the rest of the league and and the players see him. See, yeah. well, because see you know the Lakers not, organization. That's as a Lakers fan. That's the that's the sad thing is you see guys who are in the NBA look at the Lakers as like a. You know, like um, like ancient I, almost. Yeah, like oh, that's you know, 
that's how they used to, you know, yeah. they used to and play movies on VCRs. Because you know every, you know every. <laughs> yeah, it's like me watching Raider Super Bowls in the 70s. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know everybody in the league knows what those guys were talking about. There's not one person that doesn't know about, you know, how Mitch Kupchak, uh, you know, handles his, his, his team. So, I mean. That, well, that worries me. Time will tell, my friends. <laughs> so yeah. I want to go on record. I want to go on record that I hope this magic thing works out. I hope that D'Angelo Russell wow. becomes an all-star. Wow. Whoa, wow. Wait, what? And I hope that Clayton Kershaw wins 25 games Wow, what world are wow. we living what? in? What just happened? What is happening? <laughs> Man, are you drunk? No, I had a lot of... I had We're going to get you an Uber home. I had a lot of hate on this couch earlier, and I just wanted to kind of cleanse my sex. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Where's my D1? <laughs> I'm going to stand up. I'm getting off the hate yeah. couch. <laughs> He'll be back next week. He'll be back right, next you week. promise? Yeah. And then one uh, last... Hey, Top Galaxy, I'll get right back. <laughs> but one last thing. If nothing else... The Lakers are completely irrelevant, and we just spent how many minutes talking oh, about yeah. Seriously. Absolutely. So, well, the, you know what's Magic funny. Is, is doing the rounds. He's on all the shows, yep. and yes. everyone is talking about the Lakers when they can be no farther away from the playoffs or yeah. you know relevant. So You know what's so funny, though, to, is to if that. there's anybody that's listening to this that's outside of the, uh, you know, the L.A. area, this is talk radio. This is sports talk radio where the yeah. Clippers have had the best team for how many years now? Yeah, it's yep. been four at least. And, and they get still they still number two. Number two. If they yep. get as much time as we give the Clippers, you know, on this show is how much time they get on sports radio. Everybody wants to talk about the Lakers. You yep. know, it's it's pretty crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, we talk more galaxy than Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> we do. How does that happen? Hammer. You got any galaxy today? Do you want to hear about how a Frenchman can't get a visa back into the United States? <laughs> no. All right. Then, then we'll see you next week. <laughs> really? That, that's Can an you issue, do it in apparently. 30 seconds? That, that's it. That's it. Oh, he's really? done. He's, he's, he they're, work, they're working on getting a visa so best, he can come back the, into the country. That is wow. the best the galaxy best. update ever. <laughs> that's what we're waiting on. Was this because awesome. of, of the Trump thing? No, 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 because France isn't one of the countries. But I mean, uh, but maybe I was thinking he had like Middle Eastern ties and he was living in I don't, France. No, I don't think so. I, the, a lot of these over. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Maybe, maybe. A lot of a lot of these uh, overseas players, even and this goes for leagues across Europe as right. well as they have to get work visas and mm-hmm. there's just a lot of paperwork and a lot of filing. So they they could sign the player, but it really goes through. You know, it's yeah, like going wait. to the DMV. Yeah. You have to wait for. You wait in line and wait yeah. for, you know, to get the eyeball from the person behind the counter and stamp the paper. And so it just, it's paperwork holding a, it up. That's a third world sport right there. <laughs> you wow. I'm so happy. Oh you my God. So happy. Ben's face ben, was awesome. Ben, we, we I said it just for that. <laughs> Ben's talking 25 wins for Kershaw. Jeff's <laughs> shitting on soccer. Let's end the episode now. Yeah. End the episode now. Yeah. More guys in shorts. Contact us at. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Before we go, quick Kings update. Uh, they were on by this past week, although since we last spoke, they did have a win against the Panthers. They are back on Thursday. Yeah, February sixteenth versus Arizona and Bob Miller. We hope you uh, rest yes. up and uh, yes. recover. Get well. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. get well soon for sure. Get, get better. They're fourth in the division behind San Jose, Anaheim, and Edmonton. Second in the wild card spot in the West. But for all your Kings news, as always, do check out the Guys in Shorts Kings Show. That's that's how much that's how important the Kings are, or maybe how little we like to talk. Hey, you know what? Is, we they, gave them their own show. They make fun of me for talking about the Kardashians, and James over there is talking about Topic 
from you know oh. from a movie back in the nineties, which I know. Yes. So I know that it's I know which one it is. The type of movie that he should not be watching as a Kings fan. Is it Ice Princess? No. It's got to be Ice Princess or Cutting Edge. The Cutting, cutting Edge. edge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another Cutting Edge. That's a cutting manly edge. film. Right there. I, I only knew uh, it because of that. I know who Douglas Dorsey is, though. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know how you're married to a woman. <laughs> <laughs> we got a we got a tweet of the week. Wow. We're, uh, we're we're starting a new thing where that we uh, we're gonna read a we're we're gonna read our favorite tweet of the week. We're gonna close or each review. show or or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> but but Vic Vic's got a favorite, and actually it is it is pretty good, even though <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with what it's saying. Well, um, there is an Angels fan that follow, follows us on Twitter. I like her. Yep, she's a winner. Or him. It's at Chloe. I like G her. Okay, her uh, <laughs> underscore. It's with a C, 13. not a K. <laughs> yeah, with the C. And uh, I saw it this morning, and I started cracking up. And and she is an Angels fan, so I'm not picking on the, and the Angels on this. I am a Dodgers fan, but she literally tweeted out. This says, first look at the Angels reporting for their first workout of the season." And it's just six trash cans oh, filled up on, with trash bags. Not cool. <laughs> not cool. We should not use Chloe as our barometer. Uh, yeah. So uh, she is apparently not an angels or uh, not a butterflies <laughs> yeah, and rainbows and butterflies. Uh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, fan. Not optimistic about this season. Yeah. Let's, let's give a miniature shout out to our own Darren Besa for one of his responses. I thought. <laughs> oh yeah, it was <laughs> that beautiful. Was it was really I, good. I had to bring some hate couch. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. said I tweet. Yeah. <laughs> He said, I hope that some of the Angels contracts are in those dumpsters. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a solid comeback. Uh, and, a, and Chloe did respond. Well Come played. on. <laughs> Chloe did respond saying it was all out of love. You know. Yes. All right. So. Well, Chloe, thanks for uh, for tweeting. Good thanks stuff. Thanks for following us. Yeah. Yeah, find absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA. You can also find us on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. We're also on Facebook. You can check out the website, guysinshorts.com, and the store is up and open on the website for all your guys in shorts, shirts, sweatshirts, uh, hats. Said it once before. There's hats. There's every, no hats and there's no shirts. Everything but shorts. Everything but shorts. Yeah, we got to fix yeah. that. If it's raining next Tuesday at our 51st uh, uh, episode, and are you guys going to wear shorts or are you going to wear pants? Absolutely, we're wearing yeah. shorts. We're all wearing yeah. shorts right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even own pants. Don't let them peek behind yeah. the curtain, yeah. Ben. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, also, next week, the one year anniversary show at London's Pub in Artesia will be there at 8 o'clock. On Tuesday, February 21st at 8 p.m., London's Pub, we will be there recording. So, yeah, come out, join us. That's it for this week. I'm Jeff Wilson. That's Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! Ah!